With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by SupChina. Each week, we bring you a roundup from the world of business in China from Caixin, China's authority on business and financial news, as well as interviews with Caixin Global reporters and editors. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast. Welcome back. And what a week it's been in the world's second largest economy. The 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics have continued to dominate headlines. They, of course, officially came to a close last week, but as we'll be finding out on this week's show, the games are far from the only thing making noise in China. Just like an Olympic skier, things have gone downhill for a private lender who could lose 10 million yuan's worth of Ethereum following a court ruling on crypto loans. Also, Huawei has found itself on a rather slippery slope in India. And there have been some dramatic twists and turns in the eerie story of a woman found shackled in a Chinese village. But how about we stick with the Winter Olympics theme and break the ice with some news on Bing Dun Dun? Chinese authorities are stepping up intellectual property protection for the beloved Beijing Winter Olympics and Paralympics mascots Bing Dun Dun and Xue Rongrong. The news comes as soaring resale prices have prompted some sellers to risk punishment for copyright infringement by profiting from fake toys. Last week, Beijing announced the country's first criminal case of copyright infringement regarding the mascots. One individual who made and sold knockoffs of mascots has been sentenced to a year in prison and fined 40,000 yuan. That's over $6,000. Chinese authorities have also put bakeries in several cities under investigation as their mascot-shaped cakes also constitute a violation of licensing rights for the Olympic and Paralympic symbols. Let's turn to some striking crypto news. A Chinese individual who lent 10 million yen, or around $1.6 million worth of Ethereum, faces losing it all. That's after a court in the eastern province of Fujian ruled that the agreement they signed with the borrower has no legal force, and that the cryptocurrency itself is not protected by law. What's more, the court wrote in its judgment that the transaction disrupted economic and financial order, violated public order and the customs of society, and harmed public interest. The court's ruling is the latest signal from the judicial system that private digital currencies have no legal status. 
Ethereum is the world's second biggest cryptocurrency by total value after Bitcoin. Hong Kong's COVID situation has intensified. The city is battling a fifth wave of the coronavirus, mostly triggered by the Omicron variant. President Xi Jinping has called on the Asian financial hub to make containing the COVID outbreak its overriding task. The virus upsurge in the special administrative region has also spread to Chinese mainland cities through various channels. A number of cross-border truck drivers tested positive for COVID infection in Guangdong province, which is right next to Hong Kong. There have also been incidents of people illegally crossing the border into the mainland and therefore flaunting disease control measures, including mandatory quarantine, some of whom ended up testing positive for COVID. In light of all this, local authorities in Guangdong have started offering cash rewards for credible reports on smuggling, illegal border crossings, or organized illegal crossings. Now for something rather crude. For the first time in two decades, China's crude oil imports and reliance on foreign oil declined. The trend reflects rising global petroleum prices, expanding domestic production, and strengthened supervision of local refiners. China's annual crude imports slid 5.4% in 2021, dropping for the first time since 2001. Meanwhile, China's reliance on foreign oil declined by 1.6 percentage points to 72%. That's also the first decrease in 20 years. China surpassed the U.S. in annual crude oil imports in 2017, becoming the world's largest net importer of oil. Oil isn't the only commodity getting attention these past few days, so are rare earths. The price of these elements hit a record high last week as demand has outpaced supply in China. The Asian giant is, of course, the world's top producer of rare earths, an index measuring the prices in China of 21 rare earth oxides and combination products published by the Association of China Rare Earth Industry rocketed 99% from about this time last year. For anyone not familiar, rare earths are used for products such as electric vehicle batteries, phone components, and military equipment. Despite their name, these materials are not particularly scarce, but are considered, quote, rare because they tend not to be concentrated in easily accessible deposits. Also in the headlines is Huawei and its challenges in India. The telecoms equipment giant confirmed with Caixin that Indian tax officials raided its offices and met with some of its staff as part of a tax evasion probe. Beijing alleges the move is part of a broader campaign by New Delhi targeting Chinese firms. In a statement to Caixin, Huawei said, quote, We will approach related government departments for more information and fully cooperate as per the rules and regulations and follow the right procedure. There has also been more news on China's Common Prosperity Campaign. The nation's top economic planning agency says that local governments shouldn't be overambitious when setting goals or overpromise on social welfare. At a press conference last week, Ha Zengyou, head of the National Development and Reform Commission's Department of Employment, Income Distribution, and Consumption, said, quote, we must be aware that there is still a big gap between China's developmental level and that of developed countries. 
Therefore, we must ensure and improve people's livelihood on the basis of sustainable economic development and financial resources. Ha added that local governments should focus on improving basic public services, including education, health care, elderly care, and housing. The goal of common prosperity jumped up China's policy agenda during an economic policy meeting chaired by President Xi Jinping in the summer of 2021. That same meeting emphasized the need to reasonably regulate excessively high incomes and also encouraged high-earning businesses and individuals to give more back to society. Now I'd like to welcome to the show Joshua Dummer, who is Deputy Copy Desk Chief at Caixin Global. Welcome, Joshua. Thank you for having me. Okay, Joshua, you are on the show today to talk about something not at all cheerful. In fact, it's about something that uh, is extremely disturbing, this truly chilling video that surfaced recently that shows a woman shackled to a wall with chains uh, outside of a hut. Uh, That video went on to spark a lot of outrage since it first appeared on the short video app Douyin, uh, the Chinese version, of course, of TikTok, in late January. What exactly is going on here? Can you fill us in on all all of this? Uh, Sure. So in the video, you can see a woman with a shackle around her neck chained to the wall of what we can describe as a shed. She's exposed to the elements. The shed doesn't appear to have a door. And despite the winter weather, she's not at all dressed warmly. Moreover, she appears to be unable to communicate with the person filming the video, a travel blogger who posts to Douyin. The vlogger said that he came across the woman by chance while visiting the village. Also, viewers noticed at least one other disturbing detail among all of the other very disturbing details, which is that she appears to be missing some teeth. The video also included an interview of sorts with her husband, who said that they had eight children together. All of this immediately sparked a storm of outrage online and speculation, which really hasn't died away at all even two weeks later. People wondered how a person could end up like this, and speculated about her mental health, if she had been raped, if the missing teeth were the result of domestic violence, and perhaps, you know, most importantly, whether or not this woman had been trafficked. And of course, trafficking, especially of rural women and children, is a big problem in China still. Uh, Just a couple of years ago, there were about 6,000 cases that had been discovered by the authorities of such trafficking. And I think we can safely assume that the true number of trafficking cases is probably far higher. This is where the story gets confusing because local county authorities had initially put out multiple statements saying that they were investigating whether the woman's husband had broken the law, but that they did not believe the woman had actually been trafficked. But then the local city officials, who I should add outrank those from the the county, uh, in their official statement said something completely different, that indeed it did appear that the woman had been a victim of human trafficking and that there did appear to be, well, three three suspects actually linked to the case. Jo- Josh, what exactly happened? That's right. It's all a little bit confusing, so hopefully I can lay it out nice and clearly for you. So at first, the county government, Fung County, put out two statements. And in these statements, they basically ruled out the possibility of human trafficking. And from many people's point of view, they appeared to be trying to explain away the whole situation. They said that the woman, which they said was surnamed Yang, 
had been treated in a psychiatric hospital previously and that she had been temporarily restrained by her husband to prevent her from attacking the family. However, not long after that, the Shuzhou city government launched its own probe into the matter and issued its own statements that really starkly contradicted those released by the county. They said that the woman was originally known as Xiao Hua Mei and that she came from a village in southwest China's Yunnan province, almost 2,000 kilometers away and right on the country's border with Myanmar. They even said that they did DNA tests on people in the village and confirmed her relation to them. So, according to the Shuzhou statements, Xiao Hua Mei was married once and then divorced in the mid-90s, at which time she apparently started to show symptoms of mental illness. A person from her village said that she would take her to Jiangsu and arrange both psychiatric treatment and find her a husband. Now, back in the modern day, that woman, her husband, who was a Jiangsu local, and Xiao Hua Mei's husband have all been placed under criminal enforcement measures. The first two are accused of human trafficking, and the last is thought to have committed illegal detention. Now, criminal enforcement measures can include being taken into police custody. The statements also said that relevant personnel were being investigated by disciplinary inspection and supervision organs for negligence and dereliction of duty. So it seems likely that at least a few officials' heads might roll over this whole matter. And that's not all. Just yesterday, an even higher-level government said it was getting involved, with the Jiangsu province authorities saying they were setting up a team to also look into the case. So I think we can expect more details and more statements in the not-too-distant future. So if this weren't all bizarre and dramatic enough for you, not long after all this surfaced, there seems to have been another woman uh, in very disturbing circumstances in this very same village. And this also involves the same vlogger. Uh, Can you tell us what's going on here? Yeah, that's right. So in that second video, we see a woman lying on the floor of a village home and also unable to communicate clearly. The vlogger, the same vlogger from the first video, said he was actually invited to film this woman, surnamed Zhong, by her husband, who hoped that perhaps people would donate money. Apparently, she's been on the floor for some two decades. Now, while there are some differences with the first case, such as the absence of visible shackles, Caixin looked into it, and sources in the village say this woman was, quote, bought for 1,000 yuan and has been the victim of domestic violence at the hands of her husband. A local official who declined to be named told Caixin that Zhong had also previously been treated at a local psychiatric hospital, and Caixin has learned that the local authorities are now investigating whether Zhong had been trafficked. However, we've not reported any further details on this second case yet. Okay, thanks, Josh, for joining us and uh, discussing this disturbing story. Yeah, thank you for having me, Kaiser. Oh, thank you. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Caixin Seneca Business Brief is produced by Kaiser Guo and Nandini Venkata with stories from the staff of Caixin Global. Special thanks to Li Xin of Caixin Global. Thanks to Spring and Autumn for the music. Check out some of the new podcasts on the Seneca Network, like China Stories, featuring the best writing on China from around the web, and the China Sports Insider podcast. And for daily news and views, make sure to subscribe to SubChina Access for the daily newsletter. Find us at subchina.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Take care.